Well, hello. Where's your costume? This weekend, everyone is costuming and trick-or-treating. No tricks, but we have got a treat for you. Whether you're cruising, hanging out with friends, or listening online, make it your Halloween Day Fest. We've got a few scary surprises to entertain you, so let's get this party started. And if you're costuming right now, we invite you to post your picture on our Teen Day Broadcast Facebook page. Coming up, your Halloween Day Fest broadcast presented by 91.7 The Edge. Sebastian, I have a visitor. Oh, here he comes now. Fort Community Credit Union is owned by their account holders or members, where every member has the same share no matter how much money is in their account. With more than 32,000 no-fee ATMs nationwide and a free mobile app, FCCU wants to make banking easy for you. Membership is open to anyone living or working in Dane, Dodge, Jefferson, Rock, Walworth, and Waukesha counties. Details are available by visiting fortcommunity.com. Want to follow the pulse of the west side of Los Angeles? Want to know all the latest news and events from Beverly Hills to Santa Monica? Westsidetoday.com is updated daily with top news as it breaks. And video featuring hot happy hours, top dining spots, and local events. Covering Santa Monica, Venice, Malibu, Westwood, West LA, Brentwood, Century City, and Beverly Hills. Westsidetoday.com is the source for local news. Did you know there actually is a fort in Fort Atkinson? Fort is known for the Horde Historical Museum, Jones Dairy Farm, and the Fireside Dinner Theater. But there is so much more to see in Fort Atkinson. Why not discover something new? Let FortChamber.com take you on an adventure this month. Click the Visit tab and enjoy. That's FortChamber.com and click the Visit tab. You may also visit the Welcome Center at 244 North Main Street in downtown Fort Atkinson. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Now back to the Halloween Day Fest on 91.7 The Edge and the Teen Day Radio Network. Well, that was Mr. P here. We're at the uh, Cauldron Lighting Ceremony. This is the pre-show, so we're uh, waiting around here and waiting for the festivities to start, but we have to catch uh, Scoutmaster Gunnar Schulke, who is part of the Color Guard tonight. How are you doing tonight? Oh, we're doing just fine. It's a little, little chillier than we thought, but it, it's great. Great. Right. So, is this your first time doing color guard? Oh uh, no, not here. Uh, we've done it for uh, the um, Memorial Day and whatnot. So we, we like coming down and uh, representing. Excellent. So this is the first time we did a color guard for a oh, festival. The first time for the festival, yeah. So, so that's different. How'd you get selected to be the color guard? Well, they they wanted put out a note and just said, uh, hey, we're looking for somebody, and we said, oh, we'll do that. Wow. We're always up for that. That's cool. Yeah. How many are your color guard tonight? Uh, we've got six boys here, uh, six scouts, and they're they're they're. Uh, done this before so they're really well they like doing this uh -huh. and, and it's 
it's uh, in this this atmosphere is right. kind of neat. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we get to see all the characters. Right. Because you're wearing your scout. You're from yeah. Richmond. There we go. For the first time, we're not the only ones dressed up in something. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what troop are you from? Oh, we're Troop 147 out of St. Mark's here in Jefferson. Oh, really? In Jefferson? Okay. So, do you do usually do color guards how many times a year? Oh, we do at least two or three times a year on different events. Uh, you know, the Gimlet and Kite and uh, uh, things like that. So, we get out there. Good. How many uh, scouts do you have in your troop right now? Well, right now there's about 10 boys in the troop. So uh, it's, uh, it's growing, and we'd like to see as many as we can to get out there. And if you like camping and like uh, being outside, it, this is the thing to do. Right. And then this is the, the Boy Scouts, right? Not Cub Scouts. Right. This, this is, is the Boy Scouts. Troop, not the pack. This troop. Right. This is the troop, not, not a pack, yeah. So do you have any Eagle Scouts in your troop? Uh, well, actually, we got one that's going up for his Eagle right now. He's getting ready to do his project, and, and he's working on that. So uh, he's our, uh, our lead guy, our senior patrol leader. Uh, so he's uh, working hard on getting that ready. Good. There's no patch for this yet, right? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Maybe though. Maybe we'll get one. <laughs> we, we we live for patches. Right, yeah, exactly. So we're here with um, uh, Scoutmaster Gunnar Schulke here with the Troop uh, Troop uh, 147 in uh, Jefferson. Will be the color guard tonight for the opening ceremonies at the Cauldron Lighting Festivities here at the 2018. Warriors and Wizards Festival here in Jefferson, Wisconsin. Well, it's Mr. P again, and um, this is so cool. We actually ran into somebody that we have not seen for years. So we got Representative Cody Horlock with us. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I'm so glad because you're really you're you're really busy right now, right? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's campaign season, and we've got a bunch of stuff across the district to get to. And I actually just got back from Poland earlier in the week. So. You did? Yeah. What were you out there for? It was a trade mission for the state of Wisconsin. Really? So they're, you're trying to bring in um, Polish business to the state of Wisconsin? Uh, both ways, trading goods and services between uh, companies here in Wisconsin and then uh, looking for trade partners over in Poland. Wow, so, so you're going to be bringing any, any Polish brats over with you? <laughs> We're open. Uh, they've got a lot of good food over there, but uh, I think we also have a lot of good food here that we can export over there. Yep. So that's actually, the plan. We actually had the p potatoes as a theme for Mini Barns, so we um, uh, potatoes is a big, gigantic, popular uh, food item for the world, isn't it? Absolutely. Everywhere you go. So how was your stay there? Uh, it was fantastic. What, what parts of Poland did you go to? We were um, primarily in Lublin, and then we were throughout the uh, Lubinsky, uh like province. Okay. And so we toured uh, a few dozen factories and businesses and things like that. And then also we're uh, special guest with the governor wow. and uh, got to be part of a couple military parades wow. and uh, review the troops and things like that. So it was... It was great. A lot of good uh, networking good. and uh, building of relationships between good. countries. Excellent. Well, congratulations. Good job. Thank you. And so then, so what is your role here tonight? <laughs> tonight, I'm just enjoying uh, the festivities yeah, and good. being out here. Uh, you know, Jefferson is one of the large uh, areas that I represent mm -hmm. uh, in the state. And uh, so I try and get out to as many community events as possible and talk to as many folks. And if they have something for me, in my capacity as a representative, I try and make myself available. Good. So you went to you went to Poland for your work. Now you're on vacation in Jefferson. Kind of. It's funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now you're are you part of any of the uh, the um, organization part of the festival for this weekend? I am not. I'm literally just here as a spectator, enjoying everything and taking it in. Good. Yes, yeah, so I know last year went really well, so they're expecting a good turnout this year, right? 
Yeah, the crowds are supposed to be larger than they were last year, and uh, I think they've actually worked out a few of the hiccups from last year mm-hmm. that uh, uh, I think even uh, even a better crowd and better time will be had by all. Good. Well, congratulations again um, on your trip, your successful trip to Poland, and then all, all the best on your your efforts this this um, uh, this campaign season. And thank you so much for all your support for the teenage broadcasting program. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for all that you do for the program. Well, it's, it's team it's teamwork, right? Absolutely. Anyway, so th- th- we're here at the uh, 2018 Warriors and Wizards Festival in Jefferson, Wisconsin, with Representative Cody Holocker and District. 33, right. Okay, good. And then thanks for joining us here on TNA Radio. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye. This is Mr. P here with the TNA Radio. We are inside the festival base camp with um, Mr. Martin Ballantyne. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? And we have Jaden here who's going to be doing our interview. How are you doing, Jaden? Good. Okay, you have a question for Mr. Ballantyne? Uh, what's your role in the movie? Okay, in the Batman movie, The Dark Knight, I played the, uh, the part of the Joker's henchman. And we filmed that in London, Battersea. It's actually a disused car park, and the scene involved uh, Mr. Heath Ledger, who's sadly not with us anymore, and I was one of his henchmen. And in the role, obviously, he starts clapping and clapping, and I'm stood behind him in the role, uh, in the jail. And uh, that scene sort of progressed to the fact that, in the end, a bomb went off and blows everybody up except the Joker and he escapes but the scene was great we filmed it over a period of about five days about 12 years ago now and uh, it was amazing working with um, Christopher Nolan the director and his brother one of the writers as well as obviously Heath Ledger so it was an amazing experience which uh, I don't think has ever been better it's probably my favorite film franchise to be honest that and obviously Harry Potter which is why I'm here today but um, the Batman films and the Harry Potter films are massive franchises which I'm so proud to be part of. Uh, What's your favorite role in the movie? My favourite role out of all my movies would be The Dark Knight, uh, The Joker's Henchman. Don't get me wrong, I love being associated with Harry Potter. I'm a little bit old to be into it as much as a lot of guys and girls, but uh, the, the Batman franchise is a lot older. It's 80 years old. The Harry Potter franchise, I believe, is about 20 years old now. And I'm 46 now, so I was in the mid-30s, early 30s when I started doing the, uh, the Batman role. I've always been a massive Batman fan right since I was a little kid. So getting a part in the Batman movie was like a dream come true to be honest probably a little bit big to squeeze into a stormtrooper outfit but i'm sure they could find some kind of weird alien for me which i would love to be in one of the uh, the, the star wars films i mean they're making them at a great rate so chances are i have had a few callbacks unfortunately i have yet to get a part in them but if they carry on making them at the rate they are i think they'll probably get round to me eventually thank you for joining us in t-day radio no you're welcome it's been a pleasure thank you very much hello it's mr peter we're actually Going back in a little bit of time here to 1962, 66, that's right, 1966. So think back to 1966. We're standing in front of a, a genuine, authentic 1966 Batmobile. And you were not pleased with this. It's, it's exactly the way it looks on the TV show. Jaden, you want to ask Tim some questions about this car? Yes. What would you like to ask him? When was it made? This car was made in 1965, 1966 for the original Batman series, which started in 1966. How long did the show run? I think it ran four years on network TV. So this car is being used from 1966 to 1970? Yes, that is correct. Uh, It was one of uh, six that were made for the TV series, and I do not know 
what happened to the other five, mm -hmm. if uh, they have since disappeared or whether they still exist. But this vehicle is really museum quality. It's from an automobile mm -hmm. museum in Illinois. Right. It is uh, an extremely uh, well-conditioned vehicle, and it's pretty cool. I think it has everything a crime fighter from the 1960s would need to combat evil, including uh, two parachutes in the rear of the vehicle. And as a kid, I remember they used to deploy when the vehicle was traveling at a high rate of speed, and they had to slow it down. Right, right. And they had the ejection too, right? That ejection seat as well. Yes, yes. So um, it's a really cool vehicle. It's been uh, very popular, uh, visited by many people at uh, the Warrior and Wizards Festival, and uh, it will be here until the end of the day Sunday. Was it here last year? Uh, it was not. So it was not at this festival last year. Uh, this is the first year that it's appeared. Does this car go on tour, show anywhere in the United States? Uh, I believe that uh, the auto, auto museum uh, will show the vehicle. Uh, typically, uh, there's a cost to do that mm -hmm. for festivals and shows, but they, they will move it, yes. And, of course, Batmobiles uh, today are a little more sophisticated mm -hmm. than this one, but it's pretty cool. This is the signature car for Batman. No doubt about it. It is a classic uh, museum quality piece, and uh, it's an original. Did you transport this up here, or did you actually drive it? Uh, no, it was transported up on flatbed, but I was here when it was uh, moved into this building. Uh, it was started, so I know it runs mechanically wow. fine. Wow, so you actually saw the flames from on the back of it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't see any flames. <laughs> we can use the flames today. Yeah, there you go. We could. Yeah, it's mighty cold. Yes, we could. Well, Jaden's just awestruck right now. We're going to say um, thank you, Tim, for the chat. And literally, this brings back memories. <laughs> it sure does, and you're very welcome. Okay, have a good day. You too, thank you. Well, it's Mr. P here again. Even though weather is wintry outside, but here at the Festival Base Camp, it's hot, hot, hot with excitement. And we got another interview by Mr. Trevor Butterfield. And Jaden here is going to be doing the interview again. So what was your favorite part in Star Wars? Well, I think my favorite Star Wars uh, part was the Endor Rebel, Lieutenant Blount, which... Um, for me, it was, was an exciting part because I, I had to get into the Millennium Falcon and um, do battle with the other side. So, yeah, that was really interesting uh, acting work for me. Uh, did you ha do anything from a different state or different country? No, I was always based in England at uh, L Street Studios and um, all my work was in, in the studio. Did you do any work in the United States yet? No, I haven't worked in the United States, only on a special effects job, because I gave up acting in uh, 1982 after I finished with Star Wars. And then uh, I got a, uh, offered a job, uh, King Kong, with Jeff Bridges, the Jeff Bridges King Kong movie, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have worked in the States, and uh, I enjoyed it quite, quite a lot. And now I do conventions in the States, so yeah, it's fun to be out over here. How was it working with Jeff Bridges? Oh, Jeff, Jeff was a, a real cool guy. And uh, I remember, as a, as a small boy, seeing his father and, you know, uh, in, a, in a TV series called Sea Hunt. And he was very much like his father, uh, and a great actor and a, a real good guy. If you did any uh, role you wanted to, uh, what kind of acting role would you choose? Well, I, I, I like uh, science fiction and stuff, and um, 
I, I just sort of tend to get into those sort of parts because I I'm really interested in science fiction. So Star Wars as well. You know, I mean, I did play ca several characters in Star Wars. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. I was an Imperial officer, and then uh, Return of the Jedi. I was Bosk, which was an interesting character, the bounty hunter. So yeah, I mean. Again, apart from Lieutenant Blout, I think my second uh, most interesting part was being uh, the Bosk character. Would you uh, ever write a script for uh, your movie if you have one? Well, I'm not a great writer, but uh, if the opportunity came, maybe I would do. But um, at the moment, I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. Thank you for joining us on Teenday Radio. It's a pleasure. It's been nice uh, talking with you. Hello, it's Mr. P here at Teenday Radio. and. Um, we're in the midst of our 2018 Hello Teen Day Fest um, for the Teen Day Radio Program, and we're jumping back and forth between the, the Warriors and Wizards Festival in Jefferson. So we're here in Whitewater with um, our Teen Day Scare Dare Challenge. And unfortunately, Hummerson's Pond flooded off on us this year, so we found a great replacement for this year's Scare Dare Challenge segment, and it's called the Shockwave Haunts at the Fuzzy Pig in Whitewater. And we're here with the owner. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. And th you're Dick Krause? Correct. And how did you turn your farm into a haunted house? Well, I still farm, but I've been a big fan of Halloween for years and years. And uh, eight years ago, I decided to uh, open up a haunt. And I, I've got four of them now. And a fifth one that I've been working two and a half years on that's bigger than these other four put together. Wow. So you started with one? I started with two the first year. Oh, you started with two, and then now you expanded to five? Um, right now I've got four, and hopefully by next year the fifth one will be open. Well, and these are indoor haunts? They're all indoor, yes. Okay. So each one has their own different theme? Yes, yep. And you have, to, you have to come here to find out what the themes are, right? Well, we, we name them usually, uh, which kind of gives it away, but it doesn't tell you at all what's mm -hmm. inside. And, and I take it that you're a farmer by day, and I, I can tell by your, your, your outfit is that you're no longer a farmer, are you? I'll shut the combine <laughs> down to do the haunt. Yeah, because, uh, Ryan, if you can get a picture of this, um, we're face-to-face -face with one of the haunters tonight, right? Correct. I've, uh, my very first year, the very first night, one of my actors didn't show up, and I had to go into a room, and I was planning on being security, and I haven't left that room now, and uh, this will be the eighth year. So you're not ready to retire yet? No. No. <laughs> I'm just starting. And, and the thing is, now, how... Uh, we went to your website and I saw your history about how you named your farm business here, and uh, it's, it's called the Fuzzy Pig. Well, the Fuzzy Pig has really uh, started before the haunts, and I turned the farm into a shopping mall. And it's, we have three fours of gifts, and we have a restaurant, and uh, I'm working on a wine tasting room right now that should be open by spring and I do the haunts, so I just keep expanding. So do you still have your fuzzy pig around as part of the attractions here on the farm? Well, the, the whole complex we call the fuzzy pig, and it's not a pig. It really was a cat. And uh, real quickly what happened was when I started building this, this wild cat came in, and we were taming it with those little coffee creamers, and it was huge, and we called him the pig. And he had real long hair, and when he left the... Uh, premises uh we named it after him 
the fuzzy oh, pig. Great. So it's such a uh, nice thing that you can people come in and enjoy themselves, right? Correct. I'm. I used to. Uh, on all my ads in the Royal Purple, uh, at the end of every ad, I used to say one mile south of 10,000 students. So we're right on the edge of town. Right. Our broadcast airs over on 917 The Edge, over on campus over there. Correct. How do people find out more about your, uh, your attractions here on your website? Uh, shockwavehaunts.com. Uh, it's a website totally on the haunts. Or you could uh, do the fuzzy pig at yahoo.com, which links right to Shockwaves. Great. So then they can go and put their comments and you know upload their costumes. Correct. Correct. We do sell costumes. Oh, you do. Okay. Well, Ryan doesn't need one tonight. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, we don't know what he's going to look like when he's finished with his makeup. Yeah, but I'll scare the pants off anybody else, really. He's been doing this for eight years. Are you ready for this? Eh, this is not bother me. This isn't a little kid haunt. It's not lame. We go for the kill. <laughs> oh, no. I usually, I usually get the, the children's wristband. You don't have wristbands, or do you? <laughs> no. We used to give away beads. Oh, uh-huh. no. Okay, Ryan, this is, this is your level here. So I'm going to spend 99% of the time behind you tonight, and I'm going to make sure I, I, we avoid Mr. Dick Krause, right? Don't touch me. You might get judo flipped. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't plan on touching anybody tonight. Anyway, so thank you for joining us here at Teenage Radio. All right. Thanks for coming. And we're right back after this with the 2018 Scare Dare Challenge. You can tell I'm already starting to pant here because I'm not ready for this. But anyway, we're going to do this right after this. Or Community Credit Union is owned by their account holders or members, where every member has the same share no matter how much money is in their account. With more than 32,000 no-fee ATMs nationwide and a free mobile app, FCCU wants to make banking easy for you. Membership is open to anyone living or working in Dane, Dodge, Jefferson, Rock, Walworth, and Waukesha counties. Details are available by visiting fortcommunity.com. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. How would you like to earn extra scholarship money towards school? It would require some fun and excitement. Rock River Lanes in Fort Atkinson is offering the Grand Prix Scholarship Program through their Youth Bowling League. You can register in either the 12 and under or 12 and up league, which includes use of bowling equipment, shoes, and a bowling ball. Coaching is even available. For details and information, visit rockriverlanes.com or by calling 920-563-9511.
Okay, we're back. You can tell I'm a little bit winded because I'm nervous right now. At least we're not alone tonight. Or I'm next. I'm not alone now. Ryan doesn't matter. He can laugh, to, you know, till the cows come home. Speaking of cows, we're on a farm anyway. But anyway, but so <laughs> we have a couple more guests with us tonight to participate in the 2018 Teen Day Scare Dare Challenge. Who do we have here tonight? Uh, Pearson Nash. And Pearson, good to have you here tonight. And who do you have here? Uh, Justin Corfee, glad to be here. Great. So we have Pearson and Justin, and we have the reigning champion from 2012. It's like he's been the reigning champion since we started this thing. So we're going to see if we can actually get Orion to scream tonight. It's three against one. So we're going to see you. You see, he's already laughing. He's already laughing. Why do you try? Anyway, so we're in line here to go into the first part of this thing. It's going to be three parts. We'll see how far we can get in here. We did not have a chance to go check this out and preview this before we go in. So see, this is what you call real reality radio. <laughs> so, so anyway, so we're going to be um, momentarily going inside here. Oh, no. we can get where the next one's up. Who do we have here tonight? Adela. Adela, how are you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, I'll be better after we're done on the other side of this thing. <laughs> so what is this called, this haunt? The Insane Asylum. This is one part of the haunted tonight, right? Yep. This one's like a warm-up to those. Okay, so what's the second one? The second one, I think they call it the Room of Tears. And then there, we have the Voodoo, and that one everyone says is the scariest one. Really? Okay, so we're doing the baby level right now, right? Yep, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. And then we're gonna, that. This is my level, Orion. Orion, the Voodoo level will be yours. That's the extreme scare. Are you ready for that? You're coming too. Well, I'm, oh yeah, I'm coming. All right, I'm gonna be crawling through the thing. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on Teenage Radio. And I, is there a dinger that you ring? <laughs> um, they let me know by the bell. They ring a bell when they're ready for you guys. Okay, so, Orion. Okay, so when you hear the bell, that's our cue to go inside. You ready? It take to get through it. It can take up to four minutes. Oh, that's too long. <laughs> okay, so no, remember, we're three against Orion our time. It's Pearson, Justin, and Dan versus Orion. I don't scream, so it don't matter. I'll ask you that question after we're done tonight, okay? I still don't scare. <laughs> okay, but you have you going first. <laughs> We're just waiting here patiently, oh, or impatiently. <laughs> have you gone through this? Yes. Wow, oh, oh, that's that's the bell. Did you hear the bell? That's us. Okay, Ryan, Ryan, you go first. Ryan, okay. Okay, Ryan. Oh, here we go. We're inside here. There's, um, it's a hallway. It's a hallway. It's a hallway. It's a hallway. Pictures, pictures. Okay. It says, welcome to our happy home. Set the timers. It's four minutes, four minutes and th three minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, it's dark. It's dark. Ah! There's a wall. There's a wall. There's a wall. There's a wall. I gotta go this way. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got trapped here in a minute. Oh, oh no. No! Okay, Justin Pearson, where, Ryan, where'd you go? Ah, where? No, this. This way. This way. Oh, there you are. Okay. Oh, oh no. Uh oh. They're playing cards. I think. Oh no. What are these? I think these are real people here. These are real people. They're real people. Ah! Oh, that's a Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> there was a real person there. Ah! Oh no! <laughs> There's a Ryan. I can't see. Ah! That's a Ryan. That's it. This is. 
Uh, you guys, Justin, uh, Pearson, you back there? You back there? You want to play dolls? Uh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want how we spawn back. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. We're coming through a hallway here. Uh-oh, there's a toilet. Uh-oh. Someone forgot the flush. Uh-oh. There's a toilet that's backed up. Oh, jeez. Uh. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that was not a flush. That was me. <laughs> no, I need to use the bathroom. Where are you going? Orion, Orion. She needs your help. She needs your help right here. <laughs> Oh no! They're coming! They're coming! They're coming! They're coming! Ah! Yeah! Oh, jeepers! Oh no! Jeez! Oh, me for! Oh man! Oh no, jeepers! Okay, there's somebody laying on the floor here. Oh boy! Uh oh! Uh oh! Okay, there's some, there's some, there's some arms and land. Oh, jeepers! I want to get out of this room. Okay. Oh, ah! Jeez. Wait a minute. We're married. Wait, wait, wait. Jeez. Wrong. Where did it go? Okay. Oh, there's. Wait, 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 wait. There's someone behind the corner. There's someone behind the corner. There's no. Ah! Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, 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 I'm I'm leaving. You don't have to say it twice. Wait a minute. Oh, Ryan. Wait, Ryan. There's something in there. Yeah! Let's go! Let's go! Okay. Well. Justin, what'd you think of that? That was great. I'm out of breath. They had good effects. Okay. Pearson, what'd you think about that one? That was that was fun. Okay, Ryan, what'd you think of that one? That was funny. <laughs> funny. Oh boy. Oh, you guys couldn't tell the people were just uh, sitting there. I pointed them out. Yeah, right. Might as well use the giant neon sign. <laughs> but there's no neon. Right no, there's here. no neon sign. It's completely dark. Uh, that's where you feel your way through. Yeah, when you touch something, you don't know it's moving or not. That was number one. That was the easy Still one. Two more. We two okay, so we're gonna send you back to Jefferson, and we'll catch you back up later with um. Part two of this uh, shockwave haunts from the Whitewater Fuzzy Pig. Hello again, it's Mr. P here at Teen Day Radio. We're still here at the festival base camp, uh, and we're here uh, with Mr. Michael Henbury this time, and Jaden's here to uh, do the interview. Hi, hi, Jason, how are you? Good. Have you ever had a favorite part in any of your movies? Um, I feel I've done four feature films, uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Labyrinth, and Willow, and all the characters are well known, everyone knows about Ewoks, um, in the Harry Potter it was the um, Green Dots, and in Labyrinth it was one of the Goblins, and Willow was a similar thing, so I've, I feel very blessed to have done them. So, uh, had you been uh, any uh, help learning about your role? Not really, because of my unique size, being only 2 foot 11, I'm actually Britain's smallest man. Um, and I, yeah, 2 foot 11, and I, yeah, and I have a twin brother who's 6 foot tall. <laughs> so, 
that's that's quite a difference in size, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's me. <laughs> but you got a heart the size of yeah. a six foot two. Has, being small has not stopped me at all. I'm a family man. I'm married with a son who's 18 last week, and he's six foot tall. You know, so it hasn't stopped me at all. What was your favorite part of all the movies you were in? Everyone have to, if I have to really choose, which is very difficult, it's all so different. Um, being an Ewok, I was only 17, it was my first film, um, so it's a fascinating memory for me. Well, I'm going to jump into your, I remember Willow. That film, it makes you come to tears every time you watch it, isn't it? It's a lovely story, and I actually understudied for Willow himself. Really? So, And he's a personal friend of mine, and even now he's actually White Davis is my agent. So I'm very lucky in that respect. Would you ever want to write a script if you had made a movie? Um, no, no, see, I, I used to make movies with White Davis, and we made one called... Double O three and a half. <laughs> you get they're like double O seven, like James Bond. They would do a, a half version of it. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. But I, I got it. Is there anything that inspired you to go into acting? Did it inspire you for acting? Not really. I went to college, then I went to do an office job because of my size. And the movies came about because George Lucas was looking for little people to play these Ewok creatures. And that's how it came about. So once I'd done the one movie, it led to the other movie. So um, I've had the best of both worlds. What was it like working with George Lucas? He's quite a private man, George. Um, takes things very seriously. Um, but I always enjoyed the um, general surrounds of the other actors and what have you. Yeah. Well, how was it like when you had the makeup on for the goblin? <laughs> well, the makeup was quite tough. It was five hours non-stop on my face. You know, uh, false. I am. Um, ears and nails and fingers and what have you so it was quite hard work in that respect but it was an adventure the whole thing was an adventure if you had anything to do or what would you do be a bit taller <laughs> no, no, in, all, in all honesty um i i enjoyed whatever everything i'm i'm asked to do you know um and i, ju I just like to think that i proved that size it's not the be all and end all, you know. It's you as a character that makes a difference to your life. Thank you for joining us in Teenage Radio. My pleasure. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. Hello, it's Mr. P here again with Teenage Radio. And this is day two of the Warriors and Wizards Festival in Jefferson, Wisconsin this year. We had a really wintry day yesterday, but now we have a cold, bright sunshine day today. It's great. And more people have shown up today. And we had an opportunity to take a look at a, a classic vehicle a while ago. It's the Teenage, the teen, the teenage Mutant Vinge, the Ninja Turtle Party <laughs> Wagon. <laughs> the Party Wagon, right. <laughs> and we're here with Mr. Steve Levine, who drew some of the artwork inside the van. And we have Jaden here going to ask some questions, okay? Here we go, Jaden. How did you like it drawing uh, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, I've always loved to draw ever since I was a kid. Um, and actually, one of the gentlemen who co-created the Turtles, Kevin Eastman, and I went to high school together. And he drew more superhero stuff, and I drew more kind of cartoony Warner Brothers characters. But we liked each other's art, so when him and his partner, Pete, started the Turtles, I was the first guy asked to join. So early on, I lettered the comic books, which is the word balloons and the sound effects in the comic. Um, 
and then it progressed into a much bigger thing other than the comic book and I was the art director for the company and did a lot of the artwork so a lot of the um, toys and different things that came out in the 80s and 90s I drew a lot of that stuff video game boxes and stuff like that that was kind of my job so if you uh, were making a like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle into a Lego game would you play it into a Lego game? Oh, I'm a big gamer. I've had every system since Pong. Yeah, I play it. I play. I played Indiana Jones Lego. I'm a big Indiana Jones nerd. So I 100% I would play it. How did you like get to uh, meet the editor for the? Well, for it? we were actually the editors. You know, because we were a self-contained studio, we produced the books ourselves. So any mistakes that were in it was our fault. You know, if somebody didn't catch it, we all kind of read everything and read through. And there was some stuff that got through, so we didn't have a true editor. It was We kind of policed ourselves. So how long did they draw, and how uh, did they get, like, the cartoon started? Well, um, to draw, it depends on what you're doing. Um, a comic book can take months to do, you know, because there's multiple pages and a lot of drawing in it and the cover and everything involved. Um, a video game box or something like that, it might take a couple of days, it might take a little longer because I had to have to get approval from the company. Um, and as far as the cartoon coming along, we had been doing it for quite a few years and um, we were doing, I don't know if you're familiar with role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. Well, initially it was a Dungeons and Dragons, they did a turtle version of that and um, and the gentleman who did that uh, talked to another guy who ended up being the guy who made the toys for us. Okay, uh, so did the publisher make Rage of the Ninja Turtles? You mean the new show that's coming out now? Yeah. Rise? Yeah. Um, that is totally, that's now um, Nickelodeon, um, a big company corporation called Viacom owns the Turtles now. Um, one of the co-creators, Peter Laird, had them until about seven years ago, eight years ago now, and he sold them after all these years to Viacom, um, which is a they own Nickelodeon, they own a lot of a lot of TV stations, they own Paramount Pictures and stuff, so that's how they're, like the 2012 version of the Turtles that came out, and now the Rise of the Turtles is coming out. I'm a little iffy about the Rise of the Turtles, but I'll give it a shot, because we, we've enjoyed every version of the Turtles that have come along. It's like the Muppets. The Muppets were owned by Jim Henson a long time now. No, the Mouse owns everything. Yeah, so this is one of the things the Mouse didn't get. Right. Yeah. So, uh, what part did you like in any of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, movie-wise, to me, the very first movie, which was, you know, in 1990, right around there, um, is my personal favorite because they really look like the turtles we drew, and um, it was Jim Henson actually did them did the suits for it, which was made it amazing. It was just beautiful to look at. Um, the newer movies were not. I'm not as. I don't like the Shrek Hulks. I call them Shrek Hulks because they're gigantic, and I think the turtles live in the sewer. They sh they'd have really bad scabs on their forehead from hitting their head on pipes if they're that big living in the sewer so um, but yep that was my so that my favorite is the very first turtle movie is it just to me it still holds up do you have any plans in the future if you make any more Ninja Turtles well right now I continue to do covers for the com for the company that publishes the comic books and um, me and my wife now do a lot of traveling we, we um, do comic cons like we are right now I do a lot of um, I also draw children's books and other things, but I, the turtles will always be my first and foremost thing to do, and I do now a lot of commission. A lot of turtle fans um, ask me to draw 
the turtles different ways, doing different things that they've always wanted. So I do a lot of that now, which is a lot of fun. Is there a website that I look at your work? I do not have a website, but I am on Facebook, and I, in the, uh, it's under Shellback Artworks, um, because I had a comic book shop by that name, and I'm also on Instagram under Shellback Artworks, so that's the way you can track me down. I post a lot of artwork on there. If I'm working on somebody's commission, I like to put them up, because people get excited to see their artwork online, and then they can go, nin, 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 and I've got, this is my art, you know, so it's, they enjoy that. So if you had anything to draw, what would you draw for... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If I had anything to draw for the turtles, I'd draw them. If I had anything to draw, I'd draw Batman. That would be my thing. I'm a big, I love Batman. I got to do a Batman cover, which was a turtle crossover with Batman. Um, if I am a nerd for anything, it's Batman the Animated Series. I, I have all the toys, sad to know, but I have all the toys. So that would be my thing. I know the turtles, I draw them all the time, so there's not much more I can do with them. But I enjoy when people suggest something. Like, like I mentioned the commissions, I get some really crazy commissions from people that they want turtles. I did one, somebody was graduating from college and their mother wanted a turtle in the gown and robe and it had to look just like their gown and robe and I did it and they, it ended up being a wonderful graduation gift for her son. Did the turtles ever make it to the Mad Magazine cover? Did the turtles make it to Imagine Maiden cover? Yes. Yeah. They were. They were. They, there was a big Alfred E. Newman as a as a turtle uh, when the turtle movie came out. Uh, they were also in Cracked magazine, and I believe me, that was a huge thing for me because if there was a company I wanted to work for, it was Mad Magazine. I grew up. My favorite artist was an uh, artist called Don Martin, and he just had the craziest style. And growing up, I wanted to be him. What is your favorite turtle? Well, I'm going to tell you, Michelangelo is based on me, my personality, so um, by default I have to love Michelangelo. And I actually like him because I'm kind of a goofball, as you can tell. Thank you for joining us on Teen Day Radio. You're welcome, and thank you for doing the interview. Hello, it's Mr. P again here at Teen Day Radio, and we're still over at the fairgrounds here at the 2018 Warriors and Wizards Festival in Jefferson, Wisconsin. This is for our Hello Teen Day Fest, and we're still... Uh, going through all of the attractions and the great things that are happening today, and Jaden's been a, a trooper. He's you know talk about stormtroopers you saw yesterday. Jaden's our stormtrooper for Teen Day because he's a warrior today. He's he's the warrior for the Teen Day broadcast team, and Ryan's the wizard today, isn't he? Yes. Right now we actually have Tolga Safer with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Good. Uh, Jaden, take it away. Uh, which movie that you're in that was the best? Well, I was um, lucky enough to just do the one movie, which is The Goblet of Fire. Um, so I would say that's my favorite both to watch and also to be in. If you had a favorite uh, like game for your movie, what will it be called? A favorite game? Yeah, a video game of your movie. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really cool things in the movie that I think could be a video game. I think maybe the... the any of the tribe wizard tournament stuff um, like the dragon challenge and um, the maze challenge they're all really cool it's hard to, it's hard to pick really good question though. if you had uh, like any star for your movie who would it be 
Does it matter which picture? Um, someone that's in the movie or someone that's not in the movie that could be in the movie? Yeah, yeah. That. Oh, that's another very, very good question. Um, there's a lot of actors. I do think that the movies already have some of the best actors in the world. Dame Maggie Smith, Michael Gambon, the three kids, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, Daniel Radcliffe. Um, I would say the actress who plays Professor Umbridge, Imelda Staunton, is one of my personal favorites. Also Emma Thompson. So um, it's a tough one to answer really because I have a lot of fa favorite actors who are already in the movies. So I don't think I would necessarily add anyone to it. Do you have anything else coming up in the future? Okay, so um, nothing immediately, but if anyone's got Netflix, I'm, on, I'm in a movie uh, with Michael Keaton called American Assassin. Um, also with Dylan O'Brien, who's in the Maze Runner movies. And also there's a TV show called Spotless, um, which is a kind of uh, drama um, based around murder. So uh, again, an interesting one to watch. And those are both available on Netflix now. Do you have anything else for entertainment uh, in the future? Um, less about um, entertainment so much, but being with my family. I'm very close with my family. Um, I live in London, but I also travel a lot, you know, as an actor. So it's nice in my downtime, actually, to be with my family more than anything. Thank you for joining us on Teen Day Radio. Thank you so much for having me. And you, you asked some great questions. And you did a really good job. And thanks for coming along and meeting me. Okay, we're back here. Part two at the... Uh Shockwave haunts in Whitewater. We just came into the uh, room of uh, terrors. The first one was a practice one. Okay, this is it. Okay, we're into a dark corridor here. Okay, Orion. No, that's just Justin. That's Justin. Yeah, yeah, that's Justin. You go, and then I'll be in the back. One hand on. Okay, so they've got Orion first, Justin, Pearson, and myself. Okay, we got strobe lights. We got people. Oh boy. Okay, all right. Oh, okay, whoops. Okay, okay, okay. We're good, we're good. Nope. Go, 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 we got him. Oh, oh boy, he's gonna be alive. He's gonna be, he's gonna be alive. He's gonna be alive. He's gonna be alive. He's gonna be alive. Go, 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 go! He moved. He didn't just move. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start crawling. Okay. Wait, where are you guys? Wait. <laughs> okay. Ah! Okay. Where? Where? Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. We're in some place. I have no idea where we're at, but I just want to get out. Go! 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 Oh boy. Okay. Oh! Okay. Oh my god. Oh, you scared me. Oh, me? No, it's Andy. Jesus. Go to hell! Oh! 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 Oh, ah, 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 okay, 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 go, 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 go,
We, we okay, it's completely dark again. Ah! It's completely dark again. Completely dark again. Okay. <laughs> we are completely in darkness. Right turn. Right turn. Right turn from where? Left turn. Left turn. Ah! Ah! I just, I just, I just bumped into an elbow. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is, this is, this is not level two. This has got to be level forty-two. Oh boy. Okay, I see. I see some. I see some light up there. Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. It's getting quiet again. Dark and quiet. I don't like dark and quiet. Wait a minute. Where am I? Wait. Wait. Where? Okay. There you are. Okay. Okay. Whoops. Orion. Where's Orion at? Okay, man, this is like, whoa! Oh my God! Oh. <sighs> we are in complete darkness and just zigzagging through tight little corners. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh my God! Look at the fire! Oh, I never, I ah! never knew. Oh. Oh. No! 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 Oh. Oh boy. Okay. Oh my god. I don't believe this. This is this is actually well oh okay. Okay, are we outside now? <laughs> Orion, okay Ryan. We're not done yet. Oh we're not. This is the intermission right here? Oh boy. Oh man. <clears throat> oh boy. Oh boy. We're in <laughs> We're in a, we're just oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Let's go. Hurry. <laughs> we need. Whoa. Well, no. There's somebody in here. There's somebody in here. There's somebody in here. Go. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh Ryan. Okay, Ryan. Okay, that was part two. We just finished part two. What's your What's your reaction, Ryan? <laughs> he's like, he's, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. I think we're tied. I got I got you on. I got no. I got you on. I got you on tape here. Or, I or, laughed. Uh huh. He's. He's, la he's laughing. He's laughing so hard. He's out of breath. I'm laughing so hard. I'm screaming so hard. Yeah. That was so what, So how'd you rate that one? Yeah, that was an eight. <laughs> I said, okay, Pearson, what'd you rate? That was a nine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was the second level. We're gonna take you back to Jefferson. Oh boy, and um, we'll be back for part three, the uh, the extreme voodoo version of this thing. Or Community Credit Union is owned by their account holders or members, where every member has the same share no matter how much money is in their account. With more than 32,000 no-fee ATMs nationwide and a free mobile app, FCCU wants to make banking easy for you. Membership is open to anyone living or working in Dane, Dodge, Jefferson, Rock, Walworth, and Waukesha County. Details are available by visiting fortcommunity.com. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. But for many adults with disabilities who are elderly or have serious medical issues, dental care is simply unaffordable. 
Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to just see one of the many patients in need. You can literally change a life. Visit willyouseeone.org to help change one life in your community today. Do you have a disability? There are a record number of Americans who do. Many of us are able to live productive lives with the help of training and employment centers, but some of these centers are at risk of being shut down. The A-Team of Wisconsin is a volunteer-led team dedicated to preserving rights for people with disabilities. You can help too. Visit ateamwisconsin.org, united for choice. Right now, more than 1 billion kids live in poverty. Over 14 million of those are right here in the U.S., and hunger is the number one cause of death in the world. Poverty is overwhelming, but with Children's Hunger Fund, you can help. For every 25 cents you donate, Children's Hunger Fund will provide one meal to a suffering child. Just 25 cents provides a meal. It doesn't take a lot to make a big difference. Visit childrenshungerfund.org today to explore how we can face poverty together. Hello, it's Mr. P here again for Teen Day Radio. We're just enjoying the company and all the guests and the celebrities here. And we have another gentleman, Josh Herdman, who's here with us. So here you go, Jaden. Hi. Hi, Jaden. You good? Yeah. Cool. Which movie that you were in that was your favorite? Um, well, I was in all eight, um, but my, my favorite one is the third one, Prisoner of Azkaban. I like it because everything changes, gets darker, and then, you know, I, I felt like the first two movies were a little bit too glossy. No, like, you know, Chris Columbus, he's amazing, but I just felt uh, when, 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 it, when they number three and onwards it just gets just gets better more felt a bit more real for me what was the two movies that you said uh no, no oh the first two yeah. well yeah, but the uh, philosopher's stone sorcerer's stone and chamber of secrets oh. yeah so what what was your favorite part in one of your movies well for me it's got to be the polyjuice potion scene in number two um because that i was quite heavily featured in that sequence so uh, as an actor i really enjoyed doing that and that was probably the best bit for me did you like seeing the character for harry potter did i like seeing him yeah the actor yeah, yeah dan's a great guy really like dan um i haven't seen or spoken to him in years but no, he was very, very funny. Um, I, I, he had a very, I'm almost, I found a very, almost electric energy about him um, uh, on, on and offset. Was there any challenging in the film you were in? Well, most of the time, Goyle just stood there, you know, looking mean and, or eating. Um, and but you know again back to the polyjuice potion scene that was quite tricky because it's 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 harry who's taken the potion he's pretending to be goyle so that that was kind of i i basically had to act like like dan had to you know and they made us study the, the movies we watched the movies about 10 times in private screenings just to study the body language and mannerisms of dan and rupert um, then we did a show and tell for the producers, the producers liked it, uh, and then they put it in the movie, we filmed it. Anything coming up in the future that you want to be in? 
Ooh, that I want to be in. Well, I would, I would love to be. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. I'd love to be in something like that. Um, or you know, you, as an actor, you take what you can get. But obviously, the more exciting and um, and challenging as well. Challenging roles are cool as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to be in a, a, like a, like a Marvel movie or something like that. Yeah, but upcoming for me, I've 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 had quite a quiet year this year. I've had two jobs, so I've had a short film, which is doing the which is doing the festival circuit at the minute, and um and a, and a part in a, in a new ITV uh, series, which will be probably be be out next year, around about sort of April time, I believe. Do you like playing bad characters or good characters? Bad characters. Yeah, I like to play bad characters. It's, it's, it's easier to play bad characters in a way because being a good character, you, you, you have to be likeable, but it doesn't, you don't get as much chance. Ah, oh, I can't explain it. It's just, I just find it easier to, to, to play bad, bad characters. And you can have a bit more fun. I find you can have a bit more fun with them. When did you know when you were in acting? For, for as long as I can remember. For as long as I started acting at seven, so I think I, I kind of always wanted to be. I, I remember as a kid, I just always wanted to be famous. I remember I was a, like as a, a Michael Jackson fanatic, and uh, I, for as long as I can remember, all I wanted to be was famous. And then obviously, when I started acting, um, my dad got me an agent. They went from there. If you weren't in acting, what would you do in the spare time? That's a good question. That's a good question. I like, um, well, I like, I like quite a lot of things, you know. Um, I'm very interested in psychology, but the thing is, I never really enjoyed school that much. So there's really things which I find interesting and fascinating. Um, and I think probably if acting was not there, I probably would have tried a bit harder in school um, and gone to college and uni and got like a degree in some sort of um, psychology or criminal psychology or, so, or something along those lines. I find that stuff fascinating. Thank you for joining us on Teen Day Radio. Thanks, you did, you did a great job. You're awesome. It's Mr. P back again with Teen Day Radio. We're still here at the festival base camp. Now we're here with Mr. Paul Redfern. Jaden's going to be doing the interviews again. Here you go, Jaden. My name is Jaden, and uh, what was your favorite part of Harry Potter? My favorite part of Harry Potter? Um, well, you see, I was drafted in as a ministry wizard, which is my official title. But when I got to Warner Brothers, they actually looked at me and thought, he's going to be a dark magician instead. But I still have the title of Ministry Wizard but I became one of Snape's associates and um, a little bit of a devious character for the Weasley wedding scenes and my favorite scene is the scene that I did for the cinema cut where I inject a little bit of sinister suspicion by talking to one of the witches and I inject some sinister suspicion that something is going to happen so that was my and I love doing that was your role challenging? Well, um, yes and no. I, I did have some help and I, I did get mentored how to um, play the part and look obnoxious, dismissive and more important than anyone else. So um, that came quite naturally in the end and I had to go away. I had a week away to come back. I had to practice that all week, come back and then so I was well ready and it, it, it came across quite natural and I loved that. 
would you like to do another movie of Harry Potter and do you have a favorite character of Harry Potter? I do and being a dark magician uh, and part of the Slytherin house um, I really do sort of my favorite character and that that I looked forward to was the um, late Alan Rickman I love the Snape character and it was a massive inspiration to the way that I I dealt with my part in that uh, in that movie so I, I would love to be in another one I, and if I did um, I've done the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, but in a different role but if I did another Harry Potter if, if there was ever Harry Potter I would want still want to be uh, doing the Dark Magician styled character Thank you for joining us, TNA Radio. Thank you very much. Uh, hello, it's Mr. P here. Uh, Jaden's off running around somewhere and Orion's playing with dinosaurs. <laughs> that, that fact, that's where we're at. We're at the Air, Land and Sea exhibit at the uh, 2018 Warriors and Wizards Festival in Jefferson, Wisconsin. I'm standing in the middle of this all and Orion, he's now being sucked up by an elephant, or some, no, that's some kind of dinosaur here. We're here with Nicholas, who actually can let us know exactly what I'm looking at. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So basically what's going on here is having people from Jefferson County and all over Wisconsin experience what it feels like to see a dinosaur in real life, um, as well as elephants, and try and pet the animals and see what it looks like. Um, and feel the different experiences. So is this all generated by computers? Yes, this is. So this is actually one of two experiences that um, I believe in the world as of right now. This We're working with a company out of London, Indy, um, who provided all the equipment for us as of right now, so yeah. And this is going at UW-Whitewater? This is, at, yeah. So we are UW-Whitewater and Nactus, and we're working with different groups all over the world to help make a social impact. So, yeah. Great. Well, this is great because um, Teen Day is broadcast. I'm an air over at 917 The Edge over at campus. Wonderful. Well, um, I have to stop in the booth sometime and check it out. Yes. Now, do you have this set up at the campus when you're not over here? So, as of right now, we actually don't have this set up in campus, but we do have a virtual reality group on campus uh, on Fridays, I believe, from the morning till mid-afternoon. You can check out VR. Um, just have that. All students and teachers, they want to check it out go be my guest mm-hmm. so yeah so do you have any of this posted online anywhere um me personally like no the campus or the the group that that's that's I doing this believe so that's okay otherwise yeah um, who would you contact over at campus to be able to find out more about this um i would say come to uww and actis um and just contact us on our website mm-hmm. so yeah no best what's the website uwwanactus.com okay great so and then uh, they can maybe see some samples of this because right now ryan's looking face to face with a dinosaur is eating some foliage right now so you've done this before right yes i have yeah no it's a pretty fun experience uh i love seeing animals trying to pet the animals it's kind of kind of fun gets the kids going so yeah no do you i noticed that now right now that you have a, a day scene do you do night scenes with this as well as of right now uh we do have like scenario wise mm-hmm. so we have actually a thunder scene really? so i i guess it's a night scene in a way so yeah I would say we both have day and night scenes. So you actually can get wet. It's uh, virtually wet, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 So you don't need a raincoat. Yeah, no. No raincoat needed over here. And no umbrella. Yeah. No umbrella either. So 
Yeah. So right around that, as of yesterday, man, if you could have captured some of that stuff that went through Jefferson, that snowstorm oh, yeah. that came through here, yeah. man, if you could have grabbed that, man, that would have been a pretty good experience. Yeah. Now, how do you how do you capture everything's done by computer generation? So for me personally, I cannot speak on that because I uh, there, there was a like I said, we work with a group out of named yeah. Indy out of London. Yeah. They're the ones who developed it. Um, for more, I would say just look them up on in the, on the on their website. I believe the spelling is I N D I E. Uh, so I don't know the exact website name, but just look them up and hopefully you can find them. That's great. So at UB Whitewater, you can learn how to do some of this stuff, right? Correct. Yeah. No. So actually, we we created a VR experience for making potions. Uh, we have some of the students who created that, and we're learning. They learn how to code. They know, learn how to make the video game. They learn how to draw the, basically, develop a video game and see how like the different processes to um, make a VR experience. So, can you actually get a degree at this at UW Whitewater? I believe so. Uh, media, it's uh, video game and media development. Good. So, if anybody's interested, right now, Ryan just he just got back from the moon. Now he's playing around with some penguins. It's amazing. Yeah, so how many different sequences do you have in this? So as we have four sequences uh, that are on a two-loop basis mm -hmm. before it changes. Uh, we have a moon scene, we have a aquatic scene, we have a Jurassic scene, and then we have a like a safari scene. Oh, so oh, that was the that was the elephant then. Yeah, the elephant was the safari scene. The penguin is the arc like is the water scene. The Jurassic scene is, of course, the dinosaurs, and then mm -hmm. the moon scene is an astronaut with the flight pole. So, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So, this was all done from London, you said, right? Correct. This was all done from London. Um, so, yeah, no. So, this is an inspiration for you guys, though, to be able to do something and duplicate something Correct. like what they're doing here, right? Correct. So, yeah, no, we aspire to be like them someday and hopefully get to the same level of development that they are. Good. So, so maybe next year you might have your own exhibit in here next year. Exactly, exactly. We hope. We're pushing for that. Well, congratulations. Uh, you know, now you're a junior? I'm a junior. Okay. I'm a junior uh, studying marketing and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Good. So you're trying to graduate and get into this industry as a career? Uh, most of them. It's either from music, gaming, I'm whatever opportunities hit me, I guess. There's a lot out there, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I'll give you all the best here, and then congratulations. We're here with um, Nicholas, who's part of the UW Annex. Anactus. So, I'm here with the UWW Anactus program uh, led by Showtime Basu. Uh, if you have any information or questions, just look us up on the internet, UWW Anactus. We have an Instagram page, a Twitter page. Follow us there. And uh, if you have any questions, just contact us. So, thanks. Yeah, I'm going to sign off here and let Orion go and chase this elephant that's going across the screen here. And we'll be back after these messages. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. How would you like to earn extra scholarship money towards school? It would require some fun and excitement. Rock River Lanes in Fort Atkinson is offering the Grand Prix Scholarship Program through their Youth Bowling League. You can register in either the 12 and under or 12 and up league, which includes use of bowling equipment, 
shoes, and a bowling ball. Coaching is even available. For details and information, visit rockoverlanes.com or by calling 920-563-9511. Well, no, we're back over at the Quidditch field area. This is day two of the Teen Day 2018 Halloween Day Fest. Ryan actually found out how weak he is. He, had, he did actually did a, um, a competition with a gentleman from the Belagarth Belagarth Media Combat Society, and um, thanks for joining us on Teen Day Radio. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. And so, what is actually the Belagarth? So, Belagarth is a um, national medieval combat society. Our whole point is to kind of recreate medieval combat in a way that's safe. So, there's a lot of groups out there that fight with metal weapons or wood weapons, but there's like a high cost of entry. So, we fight with foam. Our weapons are a little bit easier to make, which is why you see it on college campuses. Mm But um, it allows us to get creative with the stuff that we wear, the gear that we use, but we're not going to kill each other when we're like having big sword fights. So it's more like competition? Yeah, a little bit. Um, a lot of people are out there for like the environment to kind of dress up, have that medieval renaissance experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people are out there for the combat to do something active with it. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the uh, weaponry that you have? So we have anything from swords and shields to pole arms, long swords. We have archery, flails. Anything that we can recreate from history but make safe will allow out on the field. So do you have um, the Renaissance War Robe at the time? Yeah, so anything pre-gunpowder is okay to wear. A lot of people come out in stuff that's kind of scrapped together, but you'll see people who have been fighting for 10 years. They uh, they invest in the like, period authentic wools and linens and kind of sew their own clothes. Really? So they're actually handmade garments? Yeah, so a lot of, um, a lot of like what... Squire Boehner is wearing is all handmade. Um, he and his wife do a lot of crafting sessions together, and they they make tunics, pants, tabards, anything that they need. Great. So where is your group located at? We're in downtown Milwaukee, so we are the realm of Uberwald. Uber Uberwald. Uberwald. Yeah, it's from a Terry Pratchett book. Okay. This is national. Yeah. So we're um, coast to coast. There's groups everywhere, out from like California, Washington to Illinois, all the way down to Florida. Um, the biggest concentration is probably in the Illinois area. So there's a lot of groups in Chicagoland all the way up to like us in Milwaukee. When we get together, we'll have groups of a thousand out in Illinois. We do camping events for four days. The other concentration is out in California in the Washington area. Okay, so is it just a national or is it breaking down by states too as well? So it is a national organization. Like we have a ruling body that takes the, the rules for everybody that participates. But then we have different realms, and a realm is your geographic location. Those are usually on like a city basis. Like you'll have one realm for Milwaukee, um, you have one realm for Chicago, that type of a deal. And then that allows us to kind of rule our own group within like a five mile radius of each other. Did you register as a member? There's not a formal registration policy. For us in Milwaukee, if you come out and sign a waiver, um, you're considered the same status as anybody else who comes and fights. Perfect shot. Um, that changes, though, depending on which group you participate with. If you just heard a Ryan in the background, see he's practicing the uh, archery. So basically, you just show up at a meeting? Uh, yeah, we call them practices. So every Sunday at 1 o'clock, we're in downtown Milwaukee. Um, we fight for about four hours, pack it up, get some food, and then go home. Do you have a website? Um, we're on Facebook more than anything. There is Bellagarth.com where you can go for all the information and to find a group near you. Um, the Milwaukee group, though, we operate through Facebook primarily. This is actually Aaron on 91.7 The Edge or UW-Whitewater campus. Okay. Do you ever do competition with other campuses? 
Yeah, so it's really big in college groups. I'm not sure if Whitewater has a group. Um, if there is, I'm not familiar with them, but I know like Madison has a group, and then I think even like Lacrosse now might have a group. So it's possible that there is an organization. There's other groups like Bellagarth that go under a different name. But um, I think the easiest way to find out is just get involved with the student government and see if they, if they know of anything. Or go to the website, right? Yeah, yeah, and the website will have, um, it's called a Realm Locator, but you can type in your address and it'll tell you all the closest groups to you. Can you spell that? Yeah, for sure. It's um, B-E-L-E-G-A-R-T-H dot com. That'll be Bellagarth dot com. Great. Thank you. So you're out here for today for just doing some demonstration? Yeah, so we're um, we're doing some battles amongst ourselves, and then anybody who walks on will let you fight as long as you're over the age of 16 uh, with a parent. Anything over 18, though, will let you fight with our gear. Great. Well, thanks for joining us here on TNA Radio. Yeah, thank you for having us. Hello, it's Mr. P here again. Um, we're actually finishing up here at the 2018 Hello Teenage Fest here at the Warriors and Wizards Festival of Jefferson, Wisconsin. And what a great way to end this broadcast. We're here at the championship game for the Quidditch tournament um, here at the uh, Quidditch field. But it's a great day. We don't have no rain today, no snow, just a little bit of breeze. The conditions are great for our um, competition between um, the two um, remaining teams that uh, made it to this championship. We're going to have Orion covering the game, and we're going to have a guest co-host, Luke Yeager, from Loyola Chicago team. He's, he's been nice to step in and be able to be part of our, our broadcast team today. How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I haven't done something like this since high school, so um, I'm excited to give it a go. This is great. You know, we got high school students, we got college students, we got a, a range of everybody that are participating in the teenage broadcasting program. It's fantastic. It's bringing it full circle. Where did you attend school at? Um, I attended uh, University of Detroit Jesuit High School. Um, uh, it's one of the only Catholic schools uh, still in the city of Detroit, Michigan. Um, very, very proud to have went there. Uh, I was part of the uh, sports broadcasting club there, and we broadcasted a couple, couple high school games uh, throughout my years there. So, got me some good experience. Great. Well, thanks for joining us here on their show today. Thank you. And then, uh, Ryan, are you ready for this game today too? Yeah, I'm gonna do my best, but who knows what's gonna happen, really? So, well, you got the two best teams right here for the Quidditch tournament. Uh, we'll be right back with some play-by-play -play and with a lot of exciting you know, action right here on Teenage. Radio. Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's essential. It's essential. With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids, healthy kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60 because great things happen when we live united. Donate, donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. <laughs> okay, that was a little weird. Um, that was what team? That was uh, that was Boom Train from. Uh, their players range from mostly the Chicago and Wisconsin area, but they've got players from as far as Missouri and Indiana, and I think even uh, one or two from the Michigan area. They just did their chance. Uh, they're looking pretty good. Um, 
uh, my team I play for, uh, Loyola Chicago, Lumos, um, uh, they beat us pretty handedly. They are very, very talented. Uh, I, I would say that they're probably, at worst, a uh, top five team in the country. So who are they playing against? They're playing against uh, TC Frost, uh, t Twin Cities Quidditch. Um, so they are the community Quidditch team for uh, the state of Minnesota. They are the, the, the reigning champion of this tournament. They are the traditional heavyweight for the Midwest. Um, this is Boom Train's first year in existence, and they are trying to uh, take the throne from them. So this is a, this is a big game. This is the first time that these two teams have met. So it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting to see how this goes. Right. They just did their pregame uh, huddle too. So it looks like the two teams are getting ready to, to battle out here, aren't they? Yes, they are. Here we go, Ryan. You ready to do this? Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> okay. The uh, teams are getting ready to line up right now. Um, so they, they, this is kind of like the kickoff in football. They put the balls in the middle of the field, um, three bludgers that are dodgeballs, and one quaffle, which is a slightly deflated volleyball. They put them at the midfield line. Um, the referee will look to both sides, make sure everybody's ready. And then they'll say, brooms down, ready, brooms up. As soon as the B starts for brooms up, you can go. They don't have to wait for to finish the word. As soon as brooms up starts, you're ready to go. Um, and it's a race to the middle to see who gets possession of uh, the bludgers um, and who can control the game and who gets possession of the quaffle. A lot of the times there's a quick goal from uh, brooms up but uh, we'll see what happens here it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one I'm very excited about this game Train lost most of the uh, the brooms up there. Uh, TC Frost has control of uh, two bludgers as well as the quaffle, so they're very much in control of the game right now. Boom Train's start, starting off on their heels here. Um, right now, number four's got the ball. Throw it. Got intercepted by one of the other keepers. Uh, player that caught that on Boom Train, uh, his name's Alex. I think he's from Michigan State. Uh, Nathan Ellert, uh, traditionally of uh, Ball State Quidditch, is bringing out the ball. He just graduated this past year. Um, he passes to Alyssa Marassa on the left. Um, slowly bringing out the ball here, makes a long pass, but that one's going to sa sail off pitch there. Now Twin Cities has the ball. And the keeper currently has the ball, <laughs> slowly walking it up the pitch. And we'll be kind of wrestling with number 17. And is trying to get the ball to another keeper from the Twin Cities team. Number 42 has the ball. Passes over to one of his team on the other side of the pitch. Now running it up, dodging through, gets beat. And wrestling for possession, and one of the um, they currently having a battle out for the ball, and the keeper on the white team currently has it. 
So uh, what happened there was uh, TC Frost tried taking a shot there and it got blocked and the ball fell near the hoops. Now what you're supposed to do defensively is they call it turtling. You fall on the ball because the other team then cannot get possession of it. And it's, it's like getting a fumble in football. You got possession of the ball, you have control of the game now. Uh, you can start your offense off and score. but. Boone Train has the ball. Um, ooh, that was a very good tackle there by Max on Nathan Ellert and created the turnover. That that was a huge tackle there. Um, the, uh, perfectly showcasing the physicality of Quidditch right there. TC Frost currently has the ball and sounds like a point. That was Max Meyer there of TC Frost. He is. Uh, incredibly fast. He's a super talented player. Um, he was able to get the ball and create a fast break there and get get by everybody. Uh, Boone Train's going to try to answer here with their own with their own high paced offense, but they are, still do not have bludger control. Um, it is ten, it is ten nothing right now. Uh, TC Frost. Uh, TC Frost has been looking looking better than expected so far. Boone Train's uh, coming out a little flat in my opinion, but there's still plenty of game time left. Right now, TC Frost's keeper is running it up the pitch and passes it off and switches out as well. And so, one of Chase is running out the pitch, and one on the white team just got beat. And two chasers are fighting over possession for the ball. And now, keeper has it, passes it over to a chaser who runs it in, throws it over, and one of the blue team. Chasers just got hit with the bludger. Nathan Digman of uh, Marquette Quidditch is bringing the ball up right now. Um, keeper for Boom Train. Um, he was my coach uh, for the Indianapolis Intensity in the Major League Quidditch over the summer. He's, he's a great guy. Um, he made an ill-advised pass foe, and now CC uh, Frost is bringing the ball back upfield again. Still up 10-0. Boom Train has uh, controlled the bludgers right now, so TC Frost is going to have to be very patient on offense here. TC Frost currently has possession of the Quaffle and one bludger, and so they got to slowly move up. They're passing between keeper and chaser right now. And he's making a run, backs off, makes a run. And so far, blocked multiple times. Over to the keeper who runs it in and gets beat. And another 10 points for the blue team. That was a great dish right there. So one of the TC Frost chasers brought the ball in. They waited for a beater to throw the bludger at them, and he dished it off uh, to his uh, fellow linemate, and he was able to get the easy bucket. Um, easy, easy baskets are close to the hoop, just like in basketball. Boone Train, uh, Nathan Digman is bringing the ball up now, middle of the pitch. Boone Train still has bludger control. Uh, they have two bludgers on offense, which is good. They make up beat. One's on the ground. Great pass by Nathan Digman uh, to his left to Cammy Lang, also of Marquette Quidditch, for the easy bucket uh, in on the back door right there. And now it's keeper on the blue team's got it, and slowly walking it up the pitch at the moment. They had another change of keepers, who's now got possession of the ball and walking it up. And one of the beaters got beat, and. Another 10 points for the Twin Cities team. Boom Train's leading a very quick fast break here down 30 to 10. They got to make something happen here right now. Nathan Digman's bringing the ball around hoops and he puts it in with his trademark push pass. That was a huge bucket right there being able to answer TC Frost right away. Um, TC Frost has the momentum right now. Boom Train has the much deeper team, but TC Frost is coming out strong to start the game here. They needed to do that. And they're having change of keepers again. 
and in current possession of the Quaffle is one of the chasers. They have possession of two of the bludgers. Get it, Crystal! They're trying to keep possession of the bludgers. Now there's multiple beaters. Bludgers. No bludgers in play. Blue team's got possession of one of the bludgers. White team's got possession of two. And the throwing it up. No points for the blue team so far. And it's back to the middle of the pitch. Over to one of the blue teams. And the keeper on the white team gets it. Great block by Nathan Digman again. Um, Boone Train, huge, huge, uh, huge momentum shift by uh, Boone Train's last line there. Um, they needed to take control of the game, and they're starting to do just that right now. Um, Matt Melton, uh, otherwise known as Gramps, is bringing up the ball on the left. He's the oldest player I know in Quidditch uh, at about 31 years old. Great guy. Uh, love him to death. Um, he's bringing the ball up on the left. Boom Train only has one bludger right now, though, so they're trying to be really patient and get bludger control back on offense. It's a very hard thing to do, but it's much harder to score against two bludgers. Um, he's got the ball in the corner on the left, and they have to throw the ball over the midline in order to use their reset because they were getting so pressured. But it was a great exchange as Boone Train was able to get bludger control. They rushed the hoops, and they sadly miss on the hoop on the left to make a make a tough pass, try to get it in around the hoops, and driving and a great physical play there. It, this is turning into a chippy one here. When, when the quaffle gets around the hoops, you either got to put it in on offense or you got to answer uh, physically on defense. And TC Frost and Boone Train are both doing a great job with that. Be no easy buckets out here today. Their Boone Train could have had about two buckets on that one, but uh, TC Frost stopped them. It's looking like a good one at 30 to 20 so far. Right now, TC Frost has the ball. And they switched out a good portion of their team if not the whole entire thing and one of the keepers is bring or one of the chases is bringing it up now and they have possession of two of the bludgers or no one of the bludgers which is mid range now the keepers rushing in and another 10 points for them both teams are having a tough job of leaving the back door open on uh, uh, Quaffle points right here. Um, that's when you're bringing it up, the ball up on one side and you throw it to the other, um, and the defense isn't able to shift and you put it in. Number 97 of Boone Train uh, did a great job there navigating around the hoops, staying away from the physicality, but being able to put up the quaffle in order to get a good point. Boone Train is great of a transition, and they're really trying to play to their strength right now. TC Frost is having to do very quick line changes because they have a much shorter bench than Boone Train there. Got to stay fresh out there, and now TC Frost is bringing up the ball again. Right now, TC Frost is coming up in. They have possession over one of the bludgers. And they're trying to keep possession of it. And quickly passing around the quaffle to try and keep team. And they got smacked away, but they were able to get the quaffle back. And so now they're coming back up the pitch slowly with the keeper having possession over the quaffle. They currently have possession over one of the bludgers. And it's trying to keep it that way. And one of the beaters on the TC Frost team just got beat. And one of the chasers has possession over the quaffle and bounces off another one. And now we're having a quaffle fight. Or bludger fight. And the keeper's got the ball and another 10 points. 
Great bucket by TC Frost there. They they really gritted out that offensive possession. Uh, the, the fact they were able to get any points out that was very impressive. Uh, another again, Bloom Train is going to have to answer here. Um, they're bringing the ball down. They got bludger possession. They're trying to make something happen very quickly. Uh, an ill-advised pass around the hoops, and now TC Frost is taking the ball back down pitch, and they're going to get another easy bucket. Fast break offense is huge in Quidditch, being able to get the ball back on defense, and the quaffle back on defense, and take it up pitch because the other team is still on your side of the pitch and they're not ready for it. TC Frost is beating Boom Train at their, uh, at their game right now. Boom Train is putting out uh, some of the more experienced players now and hoping to be able to answer. Both teams are playing really hard right now. Nathan Ellert of Ball State is bringing the ball up again. Uh, Matt Brown and Sam McHugh are both beaters for Boom Train right now, both of Ball State. Matt Brown, uh, Team USA level beater. Um, beaters didn't make any throws there. Nathan Ellert make, uh, tries to take the shot, but he set, he uh, sails it wide uh, just a bit. Um, CC Frost is going to be taking the time now because they have uh, a solid lead um, and they're trying to make it to snitch play. Uh, if, if you have a lead and you can hold it to snitch play, then you just got to catch it and win. You don't you don't have to blow them out of the water. You just got to hold it to win. Right now, they're, the Chasers is walking it up the pitch. They have possession over one bludger and they just got another Chaser. They just beat another Chaser and they're trying to get one of the other beaters and now the keeper has the ball one of the chasers just got beat and now the chaser that got beat was able to go tag in and get back and possession of the quaffle has been switched over to the white team Matt Brown, beater for Boone Train, is uh, he's go he's going very hard right now. He is showing why he is one of the best beaters in the country. Um, Boone Train has the ball, but it appears they turned it over again around hoops. If you get the ball in the keeper's zone, you get it near the hoops. You gotta put up a shot. It's like getting the ball uh, in the red zone in football and not being able to get a playoff or not getting any points out of it. It's like getting, having a ball uh, right under the hoop in basketball and not even getting a sh chance at a layup. You gotta put something up there. Right now, keepers have the ball. No blood or no beaters in sight. And he just got beat. Now the keeper has the ball, running it in. He gets tripped, tosses over to a chaser, and another 10 points. That, that was a laser of a shot from TC Frost there. They're up 70 to 30 now. That's huge. They're, that means they're down 40 right now. Um, that puts them out of snitch range. And Boone Train has a very unfortunate attempt at a goal there. Had an open shot, and it just didn't happen to go in for him. The, the snitch is worth 30 points, so if you're up more than 30, um, that means the other team has to grind back because the other team can't catch to win until they're down 30 or less. So right now, Boone Train, we're, get, we're starting to inch a little closer, and Boone Train's going to have to make a huge push here. They, they, they got the cap capability to do it, but they got to make it happen. Right now, TC Frost has the ball, and they're, they've got about five on one, and they got the bludgers flying around trying to keep the other team from trying to steal the ball. And right now, number 33 has the ball, and he's wrestling with one of the white team, and he makes a pass, runs in, gets beat, passes to his teammate, and another 10 points. Uh, TC Frost is now up 80 to 30. They're up 50. That is huge. That means that they have to. We're gonna have a stoppage in play here. 
that means that uh, Boon Train is going to have to score 20 more points before the, um, the snitch can be caught. The snitch is probably going to be released in about another eight minutes or so. So I'm not sure of the game time right now, but um, Boon Train really needs to answer. They're they're talking amongst the team right now. Um, Nathan Digman, their their head coach. Uh, uh, I, I know he knows what to say right now. He knows what he's doing. He'll he'll be telling them all the right things. Boom Train's calling a timeout here to uh, recoup recoup themselves. The goal was negated. It was no good. That means that Boom Train is only down 40. That is huge because uh, TC Frost again they're, like they're they're a gritty and gusty team. And they're really able to grind. They're they're grinding very hard on offense, wearing Boom Train down, and they're getting very quality goals. That was a very quality goal uh, from outside the keeper zone, and the fact they were even able to get that in was very impressive by uh, Max Meyer, uh, a very talented player for TC Frost. Um, it's very deflating when you have a goal taken back by a penalty like that. So hopefully Boom Train is able to take the momentum right now. The timeout, being able to uh, timeouts are new in USQ this year. They uh, your teams were not allowed to call timeouts until this year, but um, just timeouts are just like in any sports. you got to be smart about when you use them, and if you use them right, you can take the momentum away from the other team. Port Community Credit Union is owned by their account holders or members, where every member has the same share no matter how much money is in their account. With more than 32,000 no-fee ATMs nationwide and a free mobile app, FCCU wants to make banking easy for you. Membership is open to anyone living or working in Dane, Dodge, Jefferson, Rock, Walworth, and Waukesha County. Details are available by visiting portcommunity.com. Did you know there actually is a fort in Fort Atkinson? Fort is known for the Horde Historical Museum, Jones Dairy Farm, and the Fireside Dinner Theater. But there is so much more to see in Fort Atkinson. Why not discover something new? Let FortChamber.com take you on an adventure this month. Click the Visit tab and enjoy. That's FortChamber.com and click the Visit tab. You may also visit the Welcome Center at 244 North Main Street in downtown Fort Atkinson. Boom Train's bringing the ball up on the left. Uh, they only they have possession of the Quaffle, but they only have possession of one Bludger. So they're going to have to be patient and very smart here on offense. They need to go very badly. Matthew Feebig of Marquette uh, has the ball on the left. Nathan Digman, uh, one of his classmates, has the ball on the right. Oh, and he gets beat with it. TC Frost is taking it in for a very easy bucket right there. When you, got, when you have the Quaffle near the midline, half court, you got to be very, very smart about what you're doing with it. Because if you get beat, you have to drop the Quaffle, and then somebody else can take the, the Quaffle down the pitch and put it in for an easy basket, no defense whatsoever. Um, that's what, exactly what happened there. Seekers report. Seekers report, so that means we're probably, we're, get, we're getting closer to the 18-minute mark. Boone Train is down five right now, which means that they're going to have to get two goals in order to catch a snitch. Just just to tie it. Nathan Digman brings the ball into the keeper zone and he sails one there. Uh, very unfortunate. He He's normally very accurate on those and the fact that he missed that, Boone Train really needed that one. Hopefully they're going to be able to rally here. Right now TC Frost has the ball and they're just bringing it back into the pitch. The keeper has the ball and he's walking it up, directing his teammates to try and get him in position. They have possession over one bludger, while Boom Train has possession over the other two. And so right now they're just trying to be smart. And one of the beaters just got beat by the Boom Train. Back to the keeper. 
And one of the beaters on the white team just got beat. And right now it's a two-on-one fight for the ball. Pass over to a chaser on the far side of the field. Ran in, throws it up, and got by the Boom Train's keeper. Uh, Nathan Digman bringing the quaffle up on the left. He makes a chuck across pitch, but it was very ill-advised, and now T.C. Frost has the ball coming back down the pitch. Um, T.C. Frost, now that it's getting close to when the snitch is coming up, they can try to slow ball it, slow down the quaffle game before um, and prevent Boom Train from getting any points because T.C. Frost doesn't need any more points to potentially win. And the ball is back to T.C. Frost, but also being kicked around by... Boom Train and Boom Train has possession over the Quaffle. Uh, TC Frost turned the ball over and Boom Train almost had another turnover right off the bat. Um, Boom Train has uh, some of their star players in right now. They're putting in a, a female secret to defensive secret right now because uh, they can't catch it. Uh, if they catch it, they don't have enough points to win. So they are trying to kill time in order to help their offense get, get two quick buckets here. They got to get at minimum two unanswered points. And they get one. They get one, so now they're only down four. So Boom Train is going to have to get one more, uh, one more basket before they can possibly catch the snitch and force overtime. Right now they're slowly bringing up the quaffle, and I'm, and looks like there's fighting over the snitch. And right now they're having no luck. Over to the keeper, passing. They're passing around. Keeper's got the quaffle. Passes over to a chaser who's immediately flogged by two. Other chasers from the white team back to the keeper to try and get it up and through a hoop for another 10 points. Oh, we have a stop and play here. That was a very good goal by number 42 on TC Frost as he uh, drove to the keeper's zone and was able to put it up and put it in. But we might ha be having this come back here. Refs are talking, deliberating here. Um, the HR has called over the ARs and the LAR to discuss what happened and what, what the call is going to be. Oh, that an, another huge break for uh, Boom Train. Um, they were about to go get, go down five points, but now they're still only down four points. The the, uh, the chaser was beat before he put it up, and now now TC Frost is calling a timeout to get a quick rest for their players before they make the the last the last push here to try to win the game. We got a timeout right now, and we'll be back. If you talk, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how, and we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. And we're back. Boom Train's only down one. They're they got the ball behind hoops, the quaffle behind hoops right now. They're trying to get a quick one right here, and they got it. Great dish from behind hoops uh, by Matt Melton to uh, a, a player from Mizzou. So now they're only down 30. They're telling their secret to try to go for it right here. Right now, 
Um, TC Frost has the ball. One of their keepers is running up, but he's being attacked by two seekers or two blood, the bludger and keeper. Or, and white team has the ball. Boone Train has the ball back. They're going up on a fast break. Oh, and they just miss a bucket. They had a very, uh, very quality opportunity chance to put the ball in and then be up 20, uh, only be down 20, meaning that if they were to catch the snitch immediately after, then they would win the game. That was a huge missed opportunity there. Um, Boone Train Seeker is trying to catch the snitch right now, and TC Frost is slow balling, hoping to get better control of the bludgers and better control of the Seeker and Quaffle game. And back to TC Frost. They're running around. They got one bludger on them and two, two keepers. Or two chasers, and back to the white team. Uh, TC Frost had a, a, an illegal play there that wasn't called, but um, ref let him play through. Oh, we got we have a wild turn of events here. So. Boone Train almost put uh, had had a goal in a fast break, but it looked like the hoop got knocked over before they put it in. However, um, Cammy Lang on Boone Train, uh, formerly of Marquette Quidditch, caught the snitch. So if the goal was good, then Boone Train is going to. They were only down 20, meaning they're going to win. But I, my understanding is that, yep, they the goal was not good. They caught the snitch. Cammy uh, with a great catch that was probably referred today. Um, is going to go to overtime now. Boone Train was able to claw back and tie it, so we've got overtime coming up. Overtime, um, both teams start out. They switch sides of the field. Um, they do brooms up just like the start of the game. Um, it's going to be a five-minute overtime. Whoever's winning at the end of the overtime wins, or uh, whoever catches the snitch first. The snitch goes out 30 seconds into the game. So being able to score quaffle points off the bat before the snitch is out is huge. What's the overtime rules? Um, overtime rules is that so as soon as the snitch is caught, the game is over. However, um, if the snitch is not caught in five minutes, then whoever is up, uh, whoever has the most points wins. If they are still tied and the snitch is not caught, then or if the snitch is caught in order to create a tie, then they go to double overtime. Um, double o overtime rules are different. It cannot go any farther than double overtime. The snitch then becomes, uh, so in Quidditch, goals are worth 10 points apiece, no matter what hoop you put it in. Catching the snitch is worth 30 points. So theoretically, teams can tie. Um, when it gets a double overtime vote, the snitch, uh, catching the snitch value goes to a, uh, a, single digit of five, I believe it's 35 points instead, so you cannot tie. So no matter what, if the snitch is caught in overtime, then uh, double overtime, then the game is over. But for overtime here, we're going to have a, a short break and then uh, begin the five-minute overtime period. This is proving to be as good of a game as predicted. These are the two powerhouse teams of the Midwest, and they are they don't particularly care for each other, and they're showing it out there with a the physicality. They're really bringing it on the field out there. Do they get timeouts, and if so, how many? Um, they, uh, both teams already use their timeout during regulation. Um, timeouts you can only use when there is already a stoppage in play, so if the refs stop to deliberate, then you can use a timeout. The recommended strategy for that is that you wait until the refs are done <laughs> deliberating and then you call the timeout because you get an even longer break period. That's that's what I do at least um, on Loyola. But 
So if they do not get any timeouts, this is going to play through out here, and there's probably going to be a winner decided in about five minutes or so. There's going to be a lot of close calls because both teams are going to be going as hard as they can. They're going to be both both teams are going to be putting out their best players. Um, shifts in Quidditch only last about two to three minutes, um, so there's only going to be one, maybe two line shifts. There's not a lot of time to change your strategy. There's not a lot of time to adjust. It's it's made the best team win out there. How long have you been playing? Um, I've been playing for three years now. I started playing in the winter of 2016. Um, I, this is my second year being coach of Loyola Lumos. Um, I, I love it. My dad was a coach. He coached football. Um, he coached me in hockey growing up. And Quidditch is a very unique sport that crosses uh, a lot of aspects of many different other sports that I've played and watched growing up. That really helps me out with my previous sports knowledge. But uh, my, my, my dad uh, coached me up as a child, so I've taken a lot of his idiosyncrasies and styles and implemented it with coaching Quidditch. And it's, it's such a unique sport because you have to be a special type of person to want to run around and have fun on a PVC pipe. But when you get to the competitive level that they are out here, um, there's still a fun aspect about it, as always. But there's the competitiveness is at a significantly higher level than is anywhere out there. The team I play on the summer, the Indianapolis Intensity, plays with that level of competitiveness where every game means everything. Uh, it's a, different at the college level because you know some teams have significantly higher talent levels than other teams. Some teams are able to practice more than others. Um, loyal of the past two years, we've been previously been not as good of a team but we've slowly been turning things around uh, we came in fourth place at this tournament here which um, is one of our best finishers is our best finish ever at this tournament last year I believe we finished seventh the year before that we finished 12th so we're slowly turning things around but we we cannot compete with either of these teams we lost to TC Frost 170 to 50 and we lost to Boom Train 240 to 10 that's 17 goals against us and 21 goals against us. These two teams are in a complete league of their own of this 12-team field. Have you had to guess what team do you think would win this? If I had to pick at the beginning of the game, I absolutely would have said Boom Train, but TC Frost has taken it up to another level that I didn't even know they had. Um, Boom Train is deeper, but uh, it doesn't matter how deep you are in overtime because it only lasts five minutes, so it's going to be whoever has the, the best top talent here. Boom Train's a newer team where some of the players are playing together and getting to know each other still, whereas TC Frost has been a team for as long as I've been around, and they know each other very well, and that experience, that chemistry is huge because one mistake out here can derail everything. Boom Train won the quaffle on Brooms Up. That's huge. That is in, that is incredibly big because if they're able to get a goal here, then they're up right off the bat. Um, any points that you can get here is essential and it's crucial. Overtime is it's it's a brawl out there. It's a gut battle. Like anything you can get out there is huge. Boom Train's in a, a diamond formation right now with three chasers near midfield and only one behind hoops. They. 
Boon Train has a chance to score here because they're all the blood the beaters left for the snitch game. The game is more likely than not going to be decided on the snitch catch. So whoever is going to be able to catch the snitch is going to be victorious in this game. Quaffle points only matter once a team has scored 30. A TC Frost score by number 42 as he brought the uh, Quaffle down on a fast break. Um, Boom Train isn't worried about that though. The, if TC Frost is able to get two more, two to three more, then it's something to worry about. But everybody is focused on the, uh, the secret play right now because that's that's what it's going to come down to. There's going to be a lot of fast fast-paced offense right here as Boom Train just gets another basket. So it's it's tied once again because beaters are out of the play. There's let the defenders are out of the play. So it's a lot easier to get down the pitch. Right now TC Frost has the call pull and they're running it up as fast as they can. Spin around, drops a keep or a chaser and puts it in. Both of these teams are running on all cylinders right now, running all fast breaks. Boontrain just gets another goal right now. This is happening because the beaters, the, the defenders, the protectors of the hoops are off. They, they don't care about the quaffle right now. They're completely focused on the secret game because that is where the game is going to be decided. Right now, it is three minutes left into overtime. Blue and TC Frost keeper pass over to the left side of the field to the um, one of the chasers. And he's walking it up. Now he's pushing past two other chasers, running as fast as he can, trying to get it up there. And it's tripped over and drops the quaffle. And now it's Boom Train's ball. What just happened was TC Frost turned over the quaffle on offense. Uh, Boom Train has it coming back the other way. Boom Train caught the snitch, but it was off pitch. So it was out of bounds, so the catch didn't count. So the game is still going right now. Still tied. Boom Train has quaffle. And Boom Train does not have bludger control. They don't have bludger control. So uh, Cami Lang of the Boom Train Seeker just got tapped out and TC Frost is trying to make a last second catch right here. Boom Train just scored though, so they're up 10 now. And right now is TC Frost's ball. Number 33 has it, passes over to number 21, who walks it up the pitch so far. And he's about to start rushing right here. Rushes past one chaser, past two, passes it over, and it scores for 10 points. Another TC Frost goal right there, another gritty offensive uh, possession. Boone Train just caught is looking like a clean catch. That's Nathan Ellert of Ball State right there. Uh, we we call we call him Stretchy Boy over the summer for a reason because he reaches over the snitch and catches it. And he's he's a talent out there. And it's looking like he just won the game for Boone Train. What's your team's score so far this year? Um, so far this year we are four and four. Um, we have a loss to both of these teams. In which case we our best day isn't as good as their worst day. And Boone, Boone Train just won. That was a huge, huge win for them. The Their whole season has been building up to this point. They started this team to beat this team, and it was like the, the, this is what they've all been working for. So it's good to see it. We're, uh, we're going to wrap up right here. We're actually taking a break from Jefferson to come to Whitewater again. I don't know why. There's so much scaring going on here tonight. We've gotten through two of the three so far. We're getting ready for the uh, voodoo. Our goal tonight is to get Orion to scream, right? Yes, we're going to get him to scream. Yep, we're going to get him to scream. Right, Orion? Not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> well, we're going into the, the scariest of scariest, right? Yep, you couldn't pay me to scream, though. 
Oh, you, we don't have to pay you. You're going to want to pay us to get out of the thing after we're done, right? You guys are all set. You're ready to go. Oh, we are? Okay, there was the dinger. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is the final leg of the 2018 Teen Day Scare Dare Challenge. Orion, you go first. Then there goes the person, Justin, and I'm going last. Okay, here we go. We're going in. We're going in. We're going in. We're going in. It's dark. It's dark. It's dark. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, boy. This is like completely dark. Oh! Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, 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 Okay, okay. There's bars. Thing. Ah! There's, 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 there's things, things hang up. There's a pad. Ah! Wait a minute! You gotta duck down. Oh, there's there's things hanging from the wall, the ceiling. I'm more done. Yeah. Okay. 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 Whoops. Okay. Straight. Turn. Okay. Curtain. Oh no! There's an arm hanging from the ceiling. No. Ah. Right there. Come on, Dan. Wait, 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 Oh no! Oh boy! Okay, now we're back. Oh no! There, this this is this is not this is not this is not um. This is not. Oh! 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 There's a there's a there's somebody hanging. Orion! 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 Where do you go? There's someone hanging from the ceiling in chains. Okay, it's dark. 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 Okay, it's dark. It's dark. It's dark. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. 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 Oh, we're not. Did a Ryan scream? Did a Ryan scream? Did a Ryan scream? I think I heard a Ryan scream. No! 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 Go! 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 Ryan! Go! No! 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 Okay, okay, we're, wait, 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 no, 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 wait, wait, okay, 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 wait, 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 okay, wait, 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 we are, we're all here, okay, wait, there's Justin, there's Pearson, there's Orion, okay, we're all here, okay, we don't have any extra passengers with us, okay, good, oh boy, oh boy, this is, oh boy, okay, okay, Oh, wait, 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 w
Just Bigfoot. Oh, there's something. There's, there's. Uh, okay, we're coming to a cemetery-looking place here. I think we go straight. Or we go left. I don't know. I don't want to go through there. Orion, this is a booby trap. 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 It's a booby trap. It's a booby trap. Oh, we're going, we're going out. We're going outside. This is not good. Ah! Ah! Chainsaw! 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 No, that wasn't chainsaw. Are you sure it wasn't chainsaw? Not the right noise. Okay, we're we're, we're ah! ah! Right, go 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 Well, go 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 <laughs> There's a skull man! There's a skull man! We did it! We did it! Okay. Okay, Ryan. Okay, we wait a minute. We gotta we gotta take a we gotta take a we gotta take a survey here. Did anybody I think I heard him scream. Nope. I heard you scream. No. I don't know. But the thing is thing is is that I know I heard everybody else scream though. I did. I know. Ice cream for fun. <laughs> right. So anyway, so Ryan, come here. Okay, so do you, do you think take a vote here? You think we can crown him as the 2018 I think we can. Scared Air yeah, Challenge? I think we so. champion. Yeah. He's the champion. Okay, what do you Undefeated. say? What do you say, Ryan? It's kind of hard not to be a champion when you can't scream. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take you back to Jefferson. Hello, we're back here, uh, Mr. P here. The teams are after to uh, get ready, prepare to leave the uh, field here. The reason we couldn't have Max on this year is because he's one of the team players. How are you doing today, Max? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we played a really tough uh, tournament, uh, rushed all the way to the finals, and we couldn't take him in the finals. Um, just a second, I got to hit the picture. Yep. Okay, he's going to get a photo right here. Congratulations on the uh, Twin City team here today. So this is great. We actually got to be able to be part of the championship game here at the Quidditch uh, tournament here at the 2018 um, Warriors and Wizards Festival here in Jefferson, Wisconsin, and hopefully uh, you guys had a good time here with us. And you can hear in the background they're uh, they're all excited. You know, this team, both teams did a good job. They did a great job, and we're coming back here with Max. Uh, how do you think you guys did today? Well, you know, uh, we had a tough draw at the end. We uh, we were winning by about 50 points. Um, a few points were brought back by Boom Train. They caught the snitch, bringing it into, into overtime. And once you're in overtime, the score is all, all leveled out. So it's basically a level playing field again. We kept the score even, but they were able to catch the cinch again to win the game. So kind of a heartbreaker for us, but we get to play them in two weeks at the Midwest Regional Championship. So um, looking forward to taking to them at that point in time. Well, great, you guys are playing hard. Yeah, we were playing really hard. It was nice, uh, nice to hit some people. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, yeah, so good. So next year we'll plan on doing this again, right? Sounds great. We'll be here. You're, what year in school? Uh, I graduated a couple years ago. Yes, I thought. You're in yeah. school, right? So you're on the degree in philosophy from the University of Minnesota, and we are a community team. So. That's what I'm saying. So you're community now. Yeah. Yep. Community team. So we don't need a. Uh, we don't need to have anybody 
who's in school, we just uh, bring people on, they pay the tournament in like league fees and we're, we practice a couple great. times a week. Yeah, great. great. Excellent. When you have a the SF Shovels home and yeah. thanks again for being here on Teen Day Radio. Yeah, it was great. Have a good one. You're listening to the Hello Teen Day Fest on 91.7 The Edge and the Teen Day Radio Network. Port Community Credit Union is owned by their account holders or members, where every member has the same share no matter how much money is in their account. With more than 32,000 no-fee ATMs nationwide and a free mobile app, FCCU wants to make banking easy for you. Membership is open to anyone living or working in Dane, Dodge, Jefferson, Rock, Walworth, and Waukesha County. Details are available by visiting portcommunity.com. Want to follow the pulse of the west side of Los Angeles? Want to know all the latest news and events from Beverly Hills to Santa Monica? Westsidetoday.com is updated daily with top news as it breaks. And video featuring hot happy hours, top dining spots, and local events. Covering Santa Monica, Venice, Malibu, Westwood, West LA, Brentwood, Century City, and Beverly Hills. Westsidetoday.com is the source for local news. Did you know there actually is a fort in Fort Atkinson? Fort is known for the Horde Historical Museum, Jones Dairy Farm, and the Fireside Dinner Theater. But there is so much more to see in Fort Atkinson. Why not discover something new? Let FortChamber.com take you on an adventure this month. Click the Visit tab and enjoy. That's FortChamber.com and click the Visit tab. You may also visit the Welcome Center at 244 North Main Street in downtown Fort Atkinson. Right now, more than 1 billion kids live in poverty. Over 14 million of those are right here in the U.S., and hunger is the number one cause of death in the world. Poverty is overwhelming, but with Children's Hunger Fund, you can help. For every 25 cents you donate, Children's Hunger Fund will provide one meal to a suffering child. Just 25 cents provides a meal. It doesn't take a lot to make a big difference. Visit childrenshungerfund.org today to explore how we can face poverty together. You've been listening to our 2018 Halloween Teen Day Fest presented by 9170 Edge. Daily Union Risk Marketing Group and Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The WBA is proud to support the mission of the Teen Day Broadcasting Program, a community educational program for teens interested in pursuing broadcast careers. I'd like to thank all of our featured guests who appeared on our show. The Warriors and Wizards Festival in U.S. Quidditch as our Hollow Teen Day Fest host venue, and Shockwave Haunts as our Teen Day Scare Dare Challenge host venue. Fort Community Credit Union is Teen Day Sponsorship Team. Our next broadcast will feature UW-Whitewater, ROTC cadets, and local veterans for our Veterans Day tribute. On behalf of the entire Teen Day Broadcast Team, we thank you for listening. And remember... <laughs> to please scare responsibly.